0: Alright you guys, I have another teacher turned entrepreneur as a guest here today on Those Late Night Visitors. Sasha is a friend of a friend that is amazing. She shares everything about her journey and how being an empath is not as easy as everybody thinks. So tune in and check out what it's like to live an empathic life. Hello, and welcome to those late night visitors. I'm your host, Stephanie Marie, a psychic medium and spiritual business mentor. Having been a medium since I was a child, I am wildly passionate about mediumship, spirituality, intuition, the paranormal, and everything in between. This podcast is going to blow your mind with all things psychic and witchy. And if you're not a believer yet, I promise you that will change. I'm so glad you're here. Now let's get to it. Hello, hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to another episode of Those Late Night Visitors. Today, I am super excited to have a friend of a friend on with me, (laughs) Sasha Greenwich, and I am so excited to introduce her to you because she is such a different guest than I have had Sasha is an empath, and she is going to speak to living an empathic life, what that's like, how to know if this is even what it is, and how to navigate through that. So Sasha, I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for coming and being on the show. Introduce yourself.
1: My name is Sasha harris Greenwich. I'm a certified mindset coach. I have a BA in psychology. I am an empath, so there's a lot of emotions and feelings that I really, (laughs) I feel everything. And I really pick up on a lot of the energy of people around me. This is something that I really didn't identify when I was younger, like what exactly that was. I think a lot of us get categorized as sensitive (laughs) or overly sensitive. And you kind of just put it off as that and try to compensate for a lot of those things. But it wasn't until getting in touch with more natural solutions and coming across freer thinking people that it's all of a sudden I got identified as an empath, as something else, like who I really am. And that was through like a lot of psychics and mediums and human design work and things like that now through doing mindset work, it's really helping to kind of put up those blocks within my mind and helping others to do that, whether they are an empath or not. Everybody deserves their kind of boundaries and space emotionally from people.
0: Yeah. And now I want to ask you, because obviously we're from the same area. Mm -hmm. Being in New York, I have found that Way more people are spiritual than we think. It's just people don't speak about it as openly.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) How have you found your tribe or have begun to find your tribe?
1: A lot of my tribe, it actually full-blown started from when I started my doTERRA business, who is Elena Swan. Actually, they used to be in Westchester. But then they moved off to New Hampshire. And so you use essential oils for, you know, I use it for all of my health needs, but there was a whole different spiritual aspect and emotional for each oil. And through that, I've kind of learned from Elena certain things of like how to kind of use oil spiritually spiritually. And we have a lot of the oils for like emotions and things like that, that we use. So once you kind of get through one person, that person introduces you to somebody else. There's somebody who owns like a pub over in Congress, where she introduced me to a shaman and a whole group of people that are spiritual. But what the shaman did for me and blocking for me and kind of healing, because I had a lot of trauma from people that don't know that they are just stealing your life if that makes sense. I think Elena had said one time, um, within like my marriage, like she was just like, Oh my God, he's sucking your soul. And it wasn't like, Oh yeah, he's sucking your soul. I can't afford to really have somebody just kind of taking that kind of energy from me. And so once these alarm bells started going off from the people that I meet, cause you meet one, somebody connects you to somebody else. Like I said, human design, that person also came, um, from doterra and she goes really deep into human design now and coaches people on that. You just really learn like, oh my gosh, like alarm bells going off. It's like you knew that you helped people too much or you kind of were a people pleaser, but that was the biggest understatement. Like really biggest understatement when people are taking your light, taking your soul, they're not really giving, I was around people that weren't really giving back what I was giving to them. I knew I needed a shift. Most people that I've met, they've just been so welcoming and just so helpful. And so I'm lucky.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, that sounds like you found your people when you needed to find them, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So being empathic, because I'm empathic, but because I have developed my gifts when I was so much younger... It was never truly just empathy. I was overly sensitive all of the time and I didn't know why. And for me personally, it looked a lot like crying over things I shouldn't be crying over. It looked like lashing out because I was mad, but I didn't know what I was angry at. So for you, before you learned what it was and how to, how to move with it, what were the symptoms or how did you know or how did you react to all of this?
1: With a lot of people, for me, it's almost like I let people go so much. How like the analogy of your water filling up and then overflowing, I always feel terrible about it. I just kind of, I don't boast people, but it's almost like it's just a natural thing to just kind of distance myself. I can't be around you for a while. And I have pretty much all of the same symptoms where it was just it's that overwhelm the crying unfortunately i've always been to the point where i would just get to that limit and then it would be crying and just overwhelm it's frightening because even in that like low moment you still kind of want to reach out and help but you have nothing left my thing was always this is where I would go and like just get my headphones on and I have to tune everybody out. It's a a lot of people become a lot. My mom is very extroverted. My brother is very extroverted. And I would just be like, I would just kind of shut this door and just kind of either put on music or just sit in silence. And that's what I have to do. My kids are really amazing about it. My son is kind of more like me in that way, but that's kind of how I cope but I'm learning now some ways of just kind of not letting things get to that point or just using verbiage to kind of just be like, all right, it's getting to be a lot. A lot of people that are close to me now just know like, okay, I have to give her space or she can't help me right now because she can't really help herself or she's kind of moving and feeling through things herself. It just when to get to that point of like overwhelm or too many emotions or of other people's emotions it's just too much. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, you know, of course, and I know you mentioned this prior to us starting the show, but you did say like a big goal of yours, especially in the next year, is to really focus on learning how to block that off and protect yourself a little more. Because, you know, speaking to it, it's a lot and setting those boundaries are super important. But I was wondering too, like, what does it like, you describe this overwhelm. And is it all encompassing? Is it more like anxiety? Like, how does it really feel? Because I'm just thinking of our listeners that may be empathic and don't realize it. So how do you separate that from like anxiety? Sometimes
1: I feel like it can be a mix of both. It's hard. It's almost like it's almost like an intuitive thing. Like sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't know how intuitive I am. But There's times where I can literally walk in the room and somebody's energy is just radiating off. And that is the only way I can really describe it. And and unfortunately, like picking my job, like where this year was really hard and there's a lot of emotions and everything is running hot. And everyone, I, I remember one of them just saying, but you're so easy to talk to. And I kind of thought to myself. That means it's so easy for you just to kind of lean into that too much and like definitely want to help. But it's almost like I feel like it can be like the really, really bad when somebody's going to kind of suck that light out of you. That's more intuitive of just feeling like, okay, something's just, it's almost like a feeling of you're just getting drained. And it can come in the form of anxiety too, but that might actually just be the after effect. I'm becoming more aware now, but the anxiety after that does come. And I think that's just kind of more like if you kind of feel that you've already gone like (laughs) too far and that's what ends up happening. Like you've been helping so many people, they've been leaning on you. I guess from what a lot of spiritual people have told me, it's like they're taking your light. And so then when something happens with me, and all of a sudden, like that anxiousness that you feel like that anxiety, that means like I've, I I had left nothing left for myself. And because now I'm panicking, I don't have any of me left to help myself. For me, it's almost when you realize some it's too late, like somebody or some bodies <laughs> have been draining you for a really, really long time, you know?
0: Personally, I found developing my spiritual routine and knowing how to move the energy for me is something that really helped. It means movement. It means journaling. It means listening to calming music. It means learning more. And yeah. you mentioned earlier too that your oils and the doTERRA shifted your whole life when you realized that you were intuitive and you had these empathic abilities. So, if you want to speak to that, how developing your intuition has literally change the trajectory (laughs) of your life, I think that would be really useful for people to hear because intuition is really powerful. And when we develop it, it literally is magic.
1: Yeah. And it's still, for me, a work in progress because you have to have intuition in all areas of your life, even with coaching and my mentor is like you'll know when something is. And sometimes I'll still be like, well, how are you going to know? Like, how are you really going to know? I've learned that sometimes my mind can be a really chaotic place, especially when I just have so many of everybody else's thoughts there. And the big thing is to kind of really get quiet. And that's what I've been working on. That's still a work in progress and what's getting quiet for me. And I've realized that, you know, Maybe it is just what I was doing since I was younger, just like getting away from people and just whether it is music and zoning out, like that is kind of getting quiet. And then all of a sudden my mind starts to kind of think about those things. I think the main thing is to really, really get quiet. I know meditation is amazing. It might not be for everybody, but even to sit or to, to move, like you said, my coach does walks. And I was like, oh, will I get that because I used to run and everything else. But really, when I just started to walk and again, for me, it probably came off as like, oh, she's a daydreamer or whatever. But that really is when it's like, "Okay, I'm not thinking about currently what is happening. I'm just kind of going through things in my mind and getting what now in our coaching school we call the intuitive hits. So just walking. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, that's what that is. If I get intuitive hits of like how to help somebody or like what I want to do, being here today to kind of like really speak with you and kind of bounce ideas and things like that, that all came from just getting quiet and just really sitting and really listening and just kind of putting the noise out. And I think for a long time, I had a lot of voices besides my own my mom's voice or everybody else's shoulds and like all of this stuff. So I'm really quickly just kind of wheedling out all of that stuff. And what's left is my own voice. And that's the one that you kind of listen to. So if you're ever daydreaming or you just kind of nod off, it's the weirdest thing to think about, like, as I'm trying to explain it, but that's that intuition.
0: I use the example with my clients all the time. I say, how many times are you driving? Because I get a lot of intuitive hits or I call them downloads of them while I'm driving because like my mind is pretty much on autopilot and I go to the same places all the time. So how many times though, when we're driving, we are told not to go a certain way and our brain is like, no, just go that way. It's fine. And then we get there and we're stuck in traffic. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, why did I go this way? I knew not to go this way. And I went this way anyway, you know, and that's such a simple example, but it's such a good example as to when intuition comes through and when we don't use it. Yeah. And you there's know?
1: been a lot of hits that have come through, but learning about a lot of our habitual thinking and our ego coming in and just kind of trying to keep us safe. Then there's that nudge to kind of do something else. And that's what I'm starting to learn, that scary nudge. That's like, well, but what if you do that instead? And and instead of this running habitual thinking, and that was something that you don't realize how you can't change that one way, but you can create something new. And that's using the intuition. Now, that's kind of where it leads with that. Like our old paradigms, our old stuff, I'm kind of leaving That's fear. That's what I'm learning too. Then to just try and move into this different direction of kind of more of a spiritual thing, because it's almost like when people say, Jesus, take the wheel for me, it really is. It's just, oh, well, what if you listen to that nudge this time? Where is that going to take you? And now I know if something scares the living hell out of me, all right, this sucks, but let's do this. Let's go that way. And that's for me, because I was always so scared or I've had people insert their ideas into things if it's something that's not the way of somebody else or it scares me it's like all right th- this is a new thought this is something this is a new direction that i have to go just learning those little like little tools that i realized oh my god i've ignored for so long
0: well and everybody has their own psychic language too so like for instance i get a full body reaction when it's a no when my intuition is like, you should not be doing this, you should not be going, you should not entertain, whatever it is, I feel it in my body. It took a long time to develop. Why? Because I, I shut it off for so long. And I didn't listen to it for so long because number one, I didn't realize what it was. But number two, I didn't want to be the weirdo. I wanted to fit in. I wanted to be cool with my friends. For me, it's more so with people. I get that initial gut instinct and I'm like, no, they're bad news. But because I have a big heart, because I'm a triple Pisces and I want to invite everybody and include everybody, Mm -hmm. I give them a shot. And then what ends up happening, I usually get burned later on. So had I listened to my intuition from the
1: get. And there's a lot of people like that where it's just like, I can't explain something or if they've done something some people might call it spite and it's just like no no there's something there there's and there's just there's reasons and you know and then you get my mom I'm like oh yeah she's just like that like what but it's amazing when you you truly open up to those things and the stuff that you see and then all of a sudden the people that get put in front of you and it's almost like you do start to weed out certain people that are just not a fit anymore and it's been so freeing i think that's like the word
0: you were speaking about the paradigms that we've grown up with that were taught in our households depending and it's very interesting because this is hard for and mom and dad if you're listening sorry but it is what it is we're brought up a certain way and like you said i personally was brought up you go to high school you go to college you get a job and that's what you do and that was it there were no other options and to restart my career in my late thirties. And I will be leaving this secure recession proof career to do something that in my parents' brain is ridiculously crazy because there's no security, but I'm breaking the paradigm. I'm doing what feels good. I look at my parents and oh my gosh, I have never gone without. I've been very lucky. I have never had to go without, but they work so hard and I want to enjoy my life. I don't want to work it away and diving into my spirituality, diving into my intuition has helped me to bring this out.
1: Yeah. And that's what I feel like opened up because it was the same thing. It's, it's funny. <laughs> it's so funny. It's the same thing. And even now just telling my mom, cause I do have a BA in psychology. I was supposed to should, which I hope everybody throws that word away. Should, should never be like a word we ever speak anymore because it's just not healthy. I'm not going to be a TA anymore. Oh, but are you going to go back and like go for education? No, it's always, it's finding this new thing of what you should do because there's this unknown. And I see future memories. I have future memories of me speaking about being empathic, about mindset work which is super, super powerful ditching these paradigms. Like I am the shyest person. So for me to be sitting here and, and kind of picturing myself on a Ted talk kind of stage, like a future memory, you know, a second house on the beach, all of these things that my mom is just, would that be possible if I just kind of was like, you should now go and do teaching because that's safe. And that's how you will. Whereas like, I can help how many more people doing what I want and maybe not being where we're at for a while. This is the thing. It's scaring everybody else, Mm -hmm. everybody else. I'm totally scared too, but there's this intuition of, are you going to be safe? It's the scariest thing to just sit there. What are you going to do after June? I don't know. I do know. But like for everybody else we're told is not to share everything. I just think that energy that you let in. So only a few people and probably now everybody here knowing, but I'm not going to be here. I'm doing something where it's like, I want to be my own boss. I don't want to be dictated like, oh, February break, we have off. Well, what if I wanted to go someplace else with my children that time? It has to be different.
0: Yeah. And really meeting you today, even though I heard so much about you prior to today, I'm very happy that we're connected and I'm super excited to see the journey because I know and I feel from you the drive and the heart center desire to do this and make this life what you really truly desire it to be. I'm excited to watch your journey. I'm sure people listening are going to be excited too. So how can people connect with you?
1: I do have my Instagram. I do actually do daily downloads (laughs) that I do get. Typically I take a quote. So that's Sasha Harris underscore Greenwich. On Instagram, same handle, Sasha Harris underscore Greenwich on TikTok, working on TikTok. Not quite there yet. I have some of the younger TAs kind of walking me through that. I am on Facebook, but I do offer free complimentary sessions to just kind of get through. I mean, if anything, it's just getting started on the journey of like opening up. Finding out what your paradigms are, where you are, where you want to be. For the longest time, never thought I would need a coach. I've had therapists and all types of things, but this is a whole different way. I find that once you've mastered your past, we don't really look at our present and then looking forward. It's really what's going on now in the present and then looking, how can we help you forward? And some therapists do that, but many don't. Many are just like, all right, let's look back and find out how we can get you here to the present. But now what if you're kind of stuck here? You're not really willing, or just don't really need to dive deeper. You just want to move forward or it's a shift. Like that something's not right. 18 years. It took me 18, 18 years to find the courage to be like. All right, that little needling telling you like, hey, this this is enough. When, like, hello, we got big things to do. Like if right, you know.
0: but think about it, it's all divine timing. Because had you not gone what you've gone through, you wouldn't have been able to find the strength and courage to do what you need to yes. do. Yes,
1: and meet the people too. And that is it, that is true because the amount of people that I've met and the things that you do have to go through. To get to this point it does shape you and then it's kind of making that quantum leap yep. go forward and that support that's really where I want to get people to and kind of like whoever wants to run with me on that it's amazing it's amazing game right, changer
0: cool. awesome all right so I will make sure to put your contacts in the show notes for everybody and oh. please check Sasha out. She is amazing. You are going to love her. Sasha, thank you so much for being on the show. I am so happy I have met you. Thank you so much for being on the show.